Hello UNT and we are the Mean Green Money Podcast and we are UNT Student Money Management Center and we're a podcast that explores everything that you need to know to be financially successful in college and beyond. In addition, if you didn't already know, my name is Jasmine and I work as a peer mentor at Student Money Management Center. And hi, hello, my name is Juliana, and I also work as a peer mentor at Student Money Management Center. And today we're going to be going over the classes in college and our experience, tips, and suggestions for how not to play yourself. But before we get into the topic of college classes, we have to address how to get there. That is actually really important. I know when I was a freshman, they gave me like a little paper map. Mm-hmm. And so that was helpful to a certain extent, but I didn't really know like my north, south, east, west. <laughs> Um, but um, I figured out soon that you can actually use like Google Maps and just type in your location of like any building. So, for example, if you want to know where like the College of Sciences or like the Environmental Science Building or even like the BLB, um, type that in and also add UNT to it and just click walking and they'll direct you there. Mm-hmm. And when it came to my schedule, I think uh, there's a lot of signs on campus if you just keep your eye peeled. Mm-hmm. And that's how I kind of found my way around besides kind of scouting it out beforehand. And I would keep my schedule um, as my screensaver on my phone. So I'd be forced to look at it every time I opened my phone. And that helped me out a lot, too, in terms of getting to class. Also, don't be afraid to ask, like, other students or even, like, your classmates right before you go to another class. Like, hey, have you, do you know where this building is? Because I know for me, like, I go here. I've been here for a couple a couple yeah. of semesters or whatever. Yeah. But I still, like, don't know all the buildings. Yeah. So definitely try to ask someone. And every time someone asks me, I'm more than happy to help. I'm yeah. just like, oh, of course. Sure. I know exactly where that building is. Follow me. You know, makeshift tour guide. <laughs> And also, um, when you make your schedule, it will say the location of it. It will say, like, the classroom and the building. And so I would just double-check that even if you're making it on um, Schedule Builder, which is, like, a service that they offer through the My.UNT website. And it's when you click Add, Enroll, slash Drop for your classes. And even through the normal way of doing it, when you enter and search the course number and name, it will show you the location, but uh, make sure that you're not doing a location that's like in Frisco when you're building yeah. it. And if it's an online class, it's obvious that there's not going to be a class for that. Yeah. Like, just double check. Yeah, it'll, whenever you are looking into your schedule uh, in terms of like, okay, where's my class? They'll have a little section that says room and then room number. And if you have an online class, it'll just say UNT internet course mm-hmm. where it should be saying the building or the room number. Mm-hmm. So, Jasmine, my first question for you is, what was, like, your first experience um, with your college class? Okay, so the first lecture I had was uh, history, I think, 2610, I believe. And it was a great class. I love history. I love all that stuff. And going to class for the first time, the lecture was everything that I thought it'd be because it wasn't a huge class, like 500, even though we'd get to that later on in my semester. But uh, it was like a soft 100, (laughs) a soft 100 Mm -hmm. in terms of like how many kids that were there. And there was just one other TA instead of like a bunch of TAs. But of course, it was a smaller class. And everyone was actually really helpful. And my professor was really helpful. He liked the fact that I, you know, asked questions and things like that. Professors love for you to ask questions because they're like, they spent all their time getting that PhD. They want to answer your questions. Mm-hmm. They want to help you out. It was definitely different from what high school teachers would tell you about uh, college. Like, you need to, you know, be on your A game in college and, you know, never do this and never do that. Don't ever come in late. But um, in reality, it's a lot more. There's there's definitely leeway. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more leeway uh, and the professors aren't going to bite your head off. 
you know, for not knowing something or, you know, yeah. coming in a little bit late. They're not going to bite your head off, which is different for me. My class, um, my first class in college also was a lecture, surprisingly, but it was one of those 500 ones. <laughs> <laughs> so when I walked in, I was very, like, in awe. I was like, whoa, like, where do I find a seat? You're like, <laughs> are, there, are there assigned seats? But um, no, I just honestly just sat um, on the side towards the front which is actually like the best seat ever just because if you had to turn something in you could come in and out or if you have to go to the restroom like be in and out and not really make a seat and have to go through all the rows of people yeah. oh. <laughs> like excuse me excuse me yeah i love sitting on the uh, edges i hate sitting in the middle <laughs> but do you just sit in like the front of your classes or the back because i i like to tell people to sit in the front just because for me like i kind of drown out everyone in the classroom mm-hmm. and then i just like focus on the board and the presentation and like my professor like what they're trying to say yeah for the most part i sit in the front too mm-hmm. oh it definitely helps sitting in the front and yeah. i think i've had a couple of classes where i especially if i'm struggling to understand i usually sit in the front and yeah. if it's just a class where it's like um extracurricular not really extracurricular but more like um an elective I usually sit towards the middle or the back just to give myself some like leeway so I don't like always put pressure on myself yeah. every single class but for the classes that I'm definitely honing in on that are a part of my requirements for my major mm-hmm. I sit in the front and I'm like eyes peeled and just all ears <laughs> how'd you find like your studying style studying style yeah. that that's that's a good one because I did not have a studying uh. style in high school I did not study in high school and that's the thing you're like oh yeah i can make great grades and i don't have to study in high school because i'm basically einstein but that's not the case and then i came to college and then college was like um you're gonna have to study and so i was like oh okay and so when it came to studying i found that going to going somewhere where it's not my my bed or the desk side Uh if i go somewhere outside of my comfort zone then i'm forced to kind of lock up and to focus and to study and to do what I came there for, right? When I'm like studying on with my laptop on my bed or studying at my desk near my bed, then I'm just like, wow, hmm, that bed looks kind of nice. I yes. might climb in it and take a nap. <laughs> and I, I try to fight that as best as I can. And when it comes to memor- memorizing the material, mm-hmm. I found that if I write the materials, yeah over and over and over and over again and then I would look up especially when I was doing math and science classes I would look up PDFs with example questions and just drills 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 and I never did that which was so going out of my way to do drills mm-hmm. was new for me but it definitely really really helped exactly it prepares mm-hmm. you for the unexpected but yes. um for me in high school like i did have to study mm-hmm. but um i was able to like listen to music for the most part <clears throat> even while doing like math homework or like even like writing essays like i would still like listen to music but um like in college i kind of realized that like some of the work wasn't necessarily like, really hard but it was just like i had to be like 100 focused on it mm-hmm. so i wouldn't make any errors or like even forget to do another assignment so mm-hmm. what i had to do is really just like hone in on like being by myself and like not really studying with friends or like doing like the study group because I don't believe in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you would always end up like getting food at the end or like talking about other stuff or like catching up with them. But for me, like I had to like study in downstairs, like the Willis basement, like that really helped me just because like being in a productive area of other people and other students, like just inspired me to like keep studying and to like not be on my phone and to like not check my email when I don't have to like for the million time just like waste time. But yeah, that, that's just me. Um, but my next question for you would be, um, mm-hmm. like, how was your freshman year? Honestly, like, what words of advice would you have for students? Like, did you find it was useful to, like, print your syllabus? Or, like, did you find it really useful, like, just to check Canva and have it on your phone? Uh, 
repeat that question one more time yes. so I can answer uh-huh. it properly. Did you, um, for your freshman year, print out your syllabus, like, for the first thing? Oh, my freshman yeah. year, uh, I, uh, like I said before, my freshman year, I would take a screenshot mm-hmm. of my schedule. Um, I would go to my UNT on my phone, and then I would take a screenshot of my schedule and save it as my um, screensaver. Uh-huh. And I would have a printed out version, too, but I found that... Um, I had like the the high school habit of like tucking it into the first sleeve of your binder, yeah. so it's like all, the first thing you see. But I never really looked at it. I would mm-hmm. always be looking at my phone, like, oh, what time is it? Boom, That's my, smart, my yeah. schedule's there. Uh-huh. Oh, did I get a message? Boom, my schedule's there. So then it's like uh-huh. burned to the back of my brain, and that's how I did that. It was helpful for me. Have you ever like put your classes in your calendar? Uh, yeah, actually, mm-hmm. um, that's one thing that I um, ended up doing a lot is. Uh, whenever I put my classes in my calendar, it would set a daily alarm mm-hmm. 10 minutes before that class would start. And so like, ding, 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 ding. Hey, go to That's class smart, if you're yeah. not already uh-huh. on your way there. And then after my class, it would be like, okay, you have downtime this mm-hmm. time. Uh, this is how much downtime you have. Like yeah. if I have a class that ends at 920 and I have a class that begins at 11, then mm-hmm. I'm like, this is the amount of downtime you have. Get coffee, get, uh, you know, uh-huh. get a donut, whatever you got to do. Yeah. Shake yourself off. Time for your next class mm-hmm. type thing. And then um, when it comes to uh, exams, that's the stuff that I put into my schedule. The yeah, most. I even exactly. hooked up my canvas to where every time my canvas updates, every time my uh, professor mm-hmm. cancels a class, I get an actual text oh, message. Oh, wow. Okay. So mm-hmm. I get a text message every time. Uh, I upload mm-hmm. something and it's been graded. I get a text message every time someone else uploads something mm-hmm. in reply to my stuff. It, just connecting your canvas to your text messages is really, really helpful. I was actually going to be my next question because oh. I've never had like Canva on my phone. Mm. And for people who don't know, Canva is where you'll find all your classes and like where you turn stuff in. So you'll become familiar with it if you're not familiar with it already. But um, I w- I've always been like hesitant to like download Canva and like Outlook, which is like the email system that we use on campus, like on my phone. But like you want to give me a space of mind. So teach me how to do that, honestly, please. Yes. Whenever yes. you have time. Yes. I would love to learn. But um, my next question for you would be... Um, do you prefer like online classes or do you like classes in person on campus? I love uh-huh. online classes because I'm able to pace myself without uh-huh. distraction. And it sounds mean, but <laughs> my, my um, other classmates on my online class are like, hey, we want to invite you to this massive group chat with like yeah. 54 people. And I'm like, I don't imagine getting anything yeah. done. Yeah. Right? I don't imagine getting anything done. I guess I'm a lone wolf type of student. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I, I study best when I'm on my own. And just having online classes, I'm able to pace myself, work on my own without anyone breathing over my shoulder or being like, bro, did you do the thing yesterday? <laughs> I didn't do that thing yesterday. And I'm like, you know, it's it's definitely like a, a weight off your shoulders because you're, you're focused on what you have to do and setting goals for yourself. I actually thought freshman year that like online classes were like taboo classes just because like I was like, oh, no, like, I won't get anything done. Like, it's just the easy way out. Yeah. But in reality, like, sometimes that's the only thing that can happen with your schedule. And, like, you can make it work because you're also dealing with work and studying and also going to other organizations. So online classes might be just what you have to do that semester. And it's not a bad thing. Like, I've actually found some online classes that I've really enjoyed. Yeah. Just because um, there's a lot of, like, uh, at least for the one I'm doing right now, like, discussion boards. So mm-hmm. I still feel like I'm a part of the class because we always respond to each other on the messages. Yeah. And, like, my professor always comments on my essays and stuff. So I find it still really helpful insightful so um whatever someone says about like oh you're taking an online class don't worry about it still take it just because it might be what you have to do (laughs) like 
Uh, and in terms of online classes taking during mm-hmm. the summer, uh, at first I thought, because in high school yeah. and, you know, uh-huh. grade school, you're always like, oh, summer school means you didn't do what you were supposed to, <laughs> and now you're and now you failing. You're a failure and you're a disappointment. No, that's in, in college, summer classes are definitely like, they're different. And yeah. when it comes, and mm-hmm. of course, you're not going to have to deal with summer classes anytime soon because we're going to focus more on the fall semester. Mm-hmm. But just as a heads up, uh, in reference to online classes, usually you'll take your online mm-hmm. classes during the summer. But um, when you're taking fall um, online classes, they're a lot easier because they because they are drawn out yes. in a way that's yeah. not, mm-hmm. you know, all at once. Yeah. They definitely are. They definitely play up to the fact that they want you to pace yourself. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And some online classes will have uh, um, assignments that are restricted, where you can't basically, basically you can't access that assignment until the professor opens it up, mm-hmm. until the professor allows you to access it. So in terms of pacing yourself, some online classes force you to pace yes. yourself, agreed, right? Agreed, agreed. Mm-hmm. But yeah. For most part, yeah, exactly. Like, if you are able to take them in your schedule for your major, <coughs> I would say go ahead because you can also like advance and graduate maybe even early too. So mm-hmm. that's my plan. <laughs> or if you're trying to get your GPA up, you can go ahead and like retake some classes yes. and again like boost your GPA. So why not? Honestly, like it won't harm you. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about advisors? Like for me, I had like five advisors my freshman year because I had a really, really great advisor my first um, freshman year at UNT just because she actually got a promotion. Mm-hmm. That's how good she was. Oh wow! Like she was super helpful. Like she went over the top and um, just like informed me about how everything works at college. Because again, I had no idea how anything worked or even an advisor. But um, the main difference between like college advisors and like counselors in high school is that. They're kind of more geared, in my opinion, just to help you, like, move on to the next level, mm-hmm. if anything. Like, they really look at, like, what you're doing for your schedule and, like, what you can do. I feel like kind of counselors in high school were more, like, preparing you for college and moving you on. But um, yeah. I feel like college advisors kind of, like, they look at what you have done and what you can kind of do better at. So they kind of, like, nitpick your schedule because you can't really retake classes in high school. So. Yeah. Like, I think with uh, high school advisors, they had so many students. And uh, yeah. college advisors have a lot of students, too. But I think um, the difference that you'll find with your college advisors is that they're very much geared towards, okay, what works best for you in the now. Yes. Because yeah. they're very, um, not only are they thinking about the big picture, but they're thinking about immediately what is best for you mm-hmm. now, right? And, of course, what you'll find also in college is that counselor and advisor are very different. Mm-hmm. Counselor, uh, they have counselors on campus and they are for mental health yes. and mental issues that you might be combating as you're going to college. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, if you're saying, oh, no, I'm fine. Either you have great coping mechanisms or you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the those are distinct uh, differences. And I know uh, that coming from high school for the freshmen uh, that are coming to UNT, that there there might not have been that distinction in high school for you between um, an advisor and a counselor. Um, when looking for, okay, so what you're going to need to, it's going to be your Bible. It's going to be (laughs) the thing you go to the most. And if you say, ah, no, I usually check my so-and-so Gmail. I'm not going to really check my student email. Don't do that. (laughs) Do not do that. Mm -hmm. You need to check your student email. It will be Mm -hmm. 
it will be basically your lifeline. You I would say every day. Yes, every, every day. single day. Every single day. Morning, right before you go to bed. <laughs> yes, check it every yes, single day. Because yeah. if you get a package in the mail, you will get a notification mm-hmm. through your email. If your advisor needs to com- communicate with you, yeah. like we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, they will communicate with you through your email. Yes. And the mm-hmm. thing is, if you don't check your email, that's fine. That's completely fine. But what I would recommend for those who are like, I'm not going to check my student email no matter what. I wouldn't recommend it. But here yeah. is something that you can do to kind of uh, clean up after yourself in that uh, respect. Basically linking your um, student email to your primary email that you use mm-hmm. outside of being a student. Like say, I have my student mm-hmm. email and then I want to hook it up to my Gmail. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. I would set a rule where if I get a certain email from a certain person, then it will automatically forward it to mm-hmm. blank email or blank emails so that I don't have an excuse. It goes to every single email that I ever use, right? And so in, in terms of that, that's something that you want to keep an eye out for. And as soon as you're able to access your student uh, email, that's something you might want to uh, think about doing because it will definitely save your life. <laughs> Especially if the like, classes are canceled. If your professor gets sick or anything, like they'll email you yeah. and have a notification. So you want to know. You don't want to be that person like because the only one just sitting there like, where's everyone else? I've done like, it before. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> me too, me too. But um, for the most part... It's like my two cents of like checking your email every day. I suggest it because freshman year, like I was grateful enough that I got a job, um, and it was through SGA. But um, I was it. I was foolish and I didn't check my email, so I didn't ever go to the interview. And it's just like a mess. And it's just like one of the things I regret. And now I always check my email because I've learned my lesson. But um, another like misconception that a lot of students have on another topic um, is like having your books for your first day of class. I know I was like very stressed out. I thought I had to have all my textbooks for the first day of class because I thought I was going to be like the only one who wasn't prepared. But you actually don't. Sometimes um, professors might have like an extra copy or they'll tell you like where to find a cheaper version. So that's like my little two cents as well on that. Um, when it comes to uh, books, I think mm-hmm. uh, in terms of finding them at Willis Library. I have not had any luck Mm -hmm. with that. And that's just because sometimes you'll have classes where they're just like, I want you to suffer. (laughs) I'm kidding. They they basically have books that are, they're easier to find Mm -hmm. in stores. Or luckily this year they have access day one, which is something Mm -hmm. that they do where they incorporate it into your tuition. And we have a podcast on that called Books, and it goes further into detail about that. <laughs> and ways how to get your books and also through Vortman's yeah. as well it's another option through their deferred payment but um there's definitely a variety of different things you can yeah. do for books yeah. just because like there's online ones which is like the access codes but um it's its own little world so yeah uh-huh. it's its own little uh can of can of worms right mm-hmm. there but yeah uh, I think that covers just yeah, about everything. Mm-hmm. That's it for me as well. Thank you guys for listening into our podcast. Once again, we are the Student Money Management Center, and we are UNT Center for Everything Money Related and a free resource for students on campus. So for more information or any clarification on like the topics that we discussed today, contact us at money.management at unt.edu.